The headlines tonight. Xanathar the Cruel uses press conference to open portal to the netherworld. Singing Tree, fired for being tone deaf. And archaeologists find new evidence that mythical creatures like dogs never existed. Welcome to the campaign trail. Morning. Our top story today. Deep in the underground tunnel network beneath Scothan, half of the campaign team has discovered large, hairy creatures called Yeti. Our hair correspondent, Peter Nimbus, is there now. Peter, what's going on? Yes, it appears as if these Yeti are working with a quack doctor named Dr Quacks and are keeping people frightened enough to buy his questionable medicines. I myself got a lovely bottle of essence of foot to cure my foot fungus. That's disgusting. Peter, thank you. Meanwhile, the other half of the party is investigating a very top-of-the-line hospital and have found it full of corruption and vampire bats. Could the two be connected? Probably. It can't be a yeti. It's not snowing. Uh, But but that's... They're not snowmen, they're yeti. Aye, but they live in the mountains where all the snow is. We're above the mountains? They could have moved? Yeti don't fly. it's It's only not snowing yeti. Uh. Aguilad sends a psychic shockwave out to Penn. <laughs> do, do we? Is it coming towards us? Uh, it's kind of just uh, it's almost as if it's standing guard over you at the moment, so it's just kind of pointing the, gu- the gun at you threateningly. Oh, uh, okay. Hello, I'm Perrin. Who are you? Uh, it looks down at you and uh, it just points the gun more forcefully. Uh, and, uh, it, yeah, it doesn't say anything. It just kind of looms and almost sort of growls as it's pointing its gun at you. I don't have a gun, otherwise I'd point one at you as well. I'm assuming you're saying, hello, can we help you at all? Uh, it shakes its head. I don't think it's, I don't think it's pointing a gun at us to say hello. I don't, I don't, you never know. Say your petal. You go that way, you go that way, and I'll go this way, because then it can only point its gun at one Ooh, of us. That's good idea. Ooh. Uh, can you both make a deception check? Mm-hmm. Deception, that's a skill, yeah. right? Yeah. Ooh, 17. Five. Parent? Five. Okay, the Yeti reaches out a hand and grasps Perrin by the scruff of the neck and uh, lifts you off the floor. Um, behind the web, you hear Dr. Quacks chuckling a little. Don't worry, it won't attack unless provoked. <laughs> I'm going to attack this here. Uh, Okie dokie. Uh, so make provoking it. <laughs> I, I'm provoking it with an unarmed attack. That would be a 20. Uh, that hits. And I will be following up my unarmed attack with a flurry of blows. The first hit does four points of damage. Uh, the flurry of blows allows me to make two unarmed strikes. The first one is a nine. Uh, that does not hit. I'm guessing he's a miss. 
The second one is a 23. That hits. And I will uh, use my open hand technique to try and knock the yeti over. Ooh, Get you okay. and all of your fancy monk things. Right. Damage on that second hit was five points. And it needs to make a dex save at target number 11. Uh, 15? It saves. Okay. In which case, nothing happens. Can you roll for initiative? Uh, that means that Aquilad, you are indeed first. Uh, so I guess you get... Right. That was a surprise um, round then, your first one, so uh, your next go. My next go, I'm going to follow on with another one strike. 19. Uh, hits. So four points of damage, and for my bonus action, I will hit it again. So not natural 20. Uh, that hits. And that does five points of damage. Cool. Uh, already the Yeti's looking a little bloody, or fur is falling off, <laughs> shall we say. Uh, the Yeti goes next. Uh, it aims its gun at you. Um, so make a dexterity saving throw as oh, webs me. come spewing out. Yes, you Agrolite. My dexterity twenty-two. You save. Uh, for a second effect, it's just going to hit you with its claws. Uh, that is fourteen versus AC. Beats it. Beats it. Uh, for six points of slashing damage. Perrin looking quite unwell as well. Oh no. Perrin, it's your go. I think I think we can all guess where I'm gonna go from here. Um, <laughs> I just sort of down the tunnel. I bellow, "Sock monkey!" <laughs> um, uh, using my word of radiance. I have to make a save, don't I? Constitution. Constitution. Ten. I imagine that's not gonna do it. Doesn't do it. Um, that's gonna be four points of radiant damage and cool. can we also in the universe play this as um, a metaphysical sock monkey just sucking it in the face <laughs> I like that a uh, sock monkey just appears and goes Zoop. can we get some fan gives it a right. as well because <laughs> gives it a left gives it a right and the yeti goes <laughs> what language does the yeti speak it speaks oh, imagine yeti Yeti. <laughs> I don't know that. Uh, languages, Yeti. Yeah. Uh, little Dutchman goes next. Uh, he's going to use a free action to call through the webs. Quacks, you're meddling with powers you can't possibly understand. I understand perfectly, my good sir. It is simply a high-risk business venture. And who exactly is shouldering that risk? Oh dear, he's run off. Well, I suppose I should do something. You there. You might need this. And he hands you a healing potion, and he tips it down your gullet for... Uh, that's eight points of healing you get back. Ah, oh, thank you, lad. Could have done with more alcohol. Well, it's the best I can do. Now let's deal with the... Oh, my word! The yeti takes a swing at him and he dunks. Uh, Aguilad, it is your go. Right, same again. First attack is an unarmed strike. This time for 14 does ooh, seven points of damage. Yupchi yupchi. And my um, follow-up reaction is a second arm strike. And 21. That hits. Again for seven. Uh, yet he's looking really bad off. Uh, for oh, its that lad. gonna fire its webs at Perrin. Make a dexterity saving throw. 14. You just save. You dance out the way of these webs that come spewing at you. So for its second attack, it's just going to... Oh, so, so the Yeti's dropped me there. Yes. 
so for its second attack, it's going to slash you with its claws. Uh, 13 versus AC. It's. Uh, five points of slashing damage. Yeah. Uh, Perrin, it is your go. Oh, it's me again. I'd like to cast Hellish Rebuke, please. Ooh, go for it. I point at the Yeti and I say, that's really mean. I just wanted to be your friend and I didn't know how to say hello. Um, <laughs> and can it make a deck save for me? Uh, three plus whatever, that's not going to save no. Doesn't do it somehow, um, so that's going to be, let me get enough there, 17 points of <sighs> fire. Okay, it bursts into flame and the flames wreath around the Yeti and it goes screaming uh, through the um, tunnel, uh, rushing away from you down back towards uh, the station where you first left uh, and uh, the little man next to you. Oh, oh, thank you, my dears. <clears throat> that was nicely done, wasn't it? Oh, my word. Thank you, thank you. It's heading for that crowd of people. Quick, we have to do something. And uh, he goes rushing off. What do you do? I go following after him. I go Perrin? following after Agralat. Okay, uh, you go rushing down towards the station and uh, you find the Yeti sort of uh, blundering around in the, um, uh, the station and people are kind of running away in a panic and uh, fleeing up the stairs before it eventually collapses to the ground in a smouldering heap uh, that continues to burn even after it stopped moving. Oh dear, poor thing. Right, I need to get to Quacks. Hello, by the way. I'm Dr. Patrick. How do you do? Uh, bit, bit, bit shaken. Um, I'm Perrin, Perrin Bazonian. Um, this is my friend Agralad. We're who's, political who's adventurers. I have my suspicions. They were once farmers working the land. Well, I say land. These are sky farms we're talking about. But somehow they were driven underground. I suspect some greater intelligence is behind this. I read a fable once where things grew in the clouds. Is that what you're farming? Beanstalks, you mean? Yeah, beanstalks. Yes, I've seen a few of those. Ah, they've been known to be I believe Mr. Pfizer has his own personal crop to grow ingredients for his healing potions. It looks like he's let his yeti escape. Or perhaps there's something else going on. Not quite sure yet, but Quax is definitely in league. Come on, we must investigate. They're not like the Yeti I know from back home. How so? They were all furry and, and had horns and lived in the snow and, and, and hid from people because they were shy. Perhaps it is a different genus of Yeti. No, they weren't geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are in their own way. Uh, he pats the side of it as it starts to smolder. Hello, what's this? Something's not quite right. But nope, I'm getting distracted. Need to find Quacks. We could just try calling his name down the tunnels. They echo. I'm not sure that would work. We could make quacking Quack. noises. I'm very helpful. I'm sure you are, my dear. You helped take this one Yeti down, but I fear there may be more. I'm not sure Quacks can have full control over them. It could be dangerous. Leave me and get out of here. I'll sort this out on my own. I feel like Perrin and Agrilad just sort of share a look. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to help this lad. Hmm. We, we, we aren't reckless abandoners. Look, I've been trying to get quacks for months now. 
but he's always one step ahead. Well, if, if you walk backwards, he'll be right in front of you. <laughs> he looks at you for a second and goes, Well, I've tried everything else. Perhaps this is where I've been going wrong. I haven't had any help. Are you sure you're up to this? Me and Danger, yeah. we've got this understanding, see? I don't mess with it, and it don't mess with me. Well, we shall soon see about that. <laughs> I'm just really bad at risk assessments. Aye, they <laughs> are. Right. We need to take one of those tunnels. Uh, so back in the uh, hospital. Uh, so you've just in the aftermath Ooh. of this battle, uh, this uh, new doctor character uh, puts his puts his stake uh, back in his uh, pockets. Perhaps formal introductions are in order. I am, as I have already said, Doctor John. I run the private clinic on the top floor. And you were the rather wonderful people from Darnoth, yes? We are from Darnoth. We are rather wonderful, yes. Excellent. Dr. Whitaker called me and told me to look out for you and to help you if I can. Tell me, what on earth possessed you to enter the Tower of Blood without proper I, uh, protection? I didn't realise we'd need proper protection. I didn't realise that the hospital would be full of bats. Yes. <laughs> well, now, listen to me, all of you. There is a terrible secret I must tell you. You might find this hard to believe, but I have a suspicion that the President and his wife, well, they might be... Vampires! It's shocking, I Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked, shocked to my core. Look how shocked I am. Well, I thought they were very nice people. Well, unlike other vampires you may have met, these are absolute blood-sucking leeches. And he taps one of the big vats of blood. They've been quite literally beating people dry. It's a nasty business. So they make them broke. So people come into the hospital. So they make them broke, and then they bleed from dry. It's rather a neat system. They get a docile and obedient population out of the deal too. Are these have these people had to pay to be in here? Well, that's what I was saying. Well, in a manner of speaking, yes. So, so they pay money and they go to hospital, and instead of making them better. They, they get all their blood sucked out of them. Not all these people are patients. Many are their family members who simply can't foot the medical bills and so must find another way to pay. This seems very wrong. <laughs> yes, many of us have thought that for quite some time. Come along. We mustn't talk here. We don't know how many bats may still be listening. Uh, he leads you out of the Tower of Blood uh, and uh, he's just about to say something when you see there's a bit of a commotion up ahead. Uh, there is somebody being rushed in on a stretcher. Uh, Dr. John uh, rushes towards it, whirling his, steth- his stethoscope. As you uh, come closer, you uh, walk past the canteen, uh, within which you see Lisa is um, uh, having a nice bowl of milk and uh, is, quote-unquote, interviewing some people uh, to try and do some detective work. And uh, she sees you and gives you a little thumbs up and then a thumbs down and a quizzical look like, how's it going? Blood? I wave my hand vaguely at her and say, Mouth, don't worry about the blood. Yes, and uh, you, Victorina, are covered Ooh. in new milk at the moment as well. So. Well, yeah, oh, yes, that's, that's where normal. temerity was. <laughs> temerity yeah, should we say temerity's... Oh, yeah, let's say temerity's there, like, and sharing the bowl of milk with uh, with Lisa. Fickle um, creature. <laughs> uh, as you come closer to the, uh, the stretcher, uh, you see the person on it. It's a young girl who looks vaguely familiar, uh, but you can't quite place her. Uh, actually, uh, make um, intelligence checks just to see how good your memory is. 
Um, what's intelligence? Five. Oh no. <laughs> okay, you don't recognise that. I think I have blood in my eye. Oh no. I've got milk in mine. <laughs> you hear one of the nurses saying, severe infection on the left lung. Good grief. Send her down to the infections department at once. I'll be with you shortly. And uh, he walks over to the reception. And uh, you overhear him uh, talking about the bill. I want her bill sent to my office. Poor girl, looks like she's got a case of the crumbles. I can't imagine she'll be able to pay for the treatment. I know, Liz. I know. But what else can we do? I'm not letting those bloodsuckers take her. I'll do a bit of financial jiggery-pokery. What? Ah, these are the rather fine people from Darnoth, here to see Dr. Williams. Hello. I'd better show them up. Yes? Yes, uh, I'll see if he's uh, finished his uh, meeting. And uh, he gives you a wink and uh, um, pulls away. I wave at the receptionist. Hello again. <laughs> she gives you a confused wave and John leans down to you and says, You must be careful. You never quite know what side people are on. Eventually, you uh, come to the big golden elevator. Uh, it's wide enough for a stretcher, uh, and it's lined with uh, fancy panelled walls, glittering gems on the buttons, and a platinum edge all around it. Uh, Dr. John pushes a button, and as soon as the doors are closed, he looks at you, Victorina. Now, listen to me, all of you. We don't have much time. The pharmaceutical giant, Mr. Fizzar, he holds access to the most effective medical treatments in the world, and as such has made himself the most powerful being alive. People's lives are literally being bought and sold. If there is anything you can do to help, please, we need it. Well, what can we do? I know I'd quite like to have a shower. Yes, that might be a good idea. I understand the vampires are somewhat ravenous when it comes to new milk. Just make them go a bit strange. Now, there are some doctors who are on Fizzer's side. All thought of duty to the world, to the common good, is gone. Oh, they started out well-intentioned, but being offered promotions, high status, money, power, it's twisted them. I heard what happened in the far-off lands. Do you think that you have what it takes to take down this giant as well? I think that we could probably give it a go. Excellent. We need a plan. First thing we should do is... And the elevator dings, and the doors open, and he straightens up, straightens up, and acts casual. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Um, um, <clears throat> so uh, you see, this part of the building was built in the late ominous period, as you can tell by the automatic tables. Fascinating. I'm isn't very it? interested in, in the ominous architecture. My mother's especially fond of it. Now, Mr. Penny, do you have any expertise on health issues relating to giants? I'm kind of a specialist in near-death issues. I see. Then perhaps you might know about vampirism. Purely in the academic sense, you understand. Is that a topic of um, interest? Um, it's bec- well, it's becoming one. I've been introduced very closely to <laughs> And do you have any insights that you might be able to share? Again, this is all purely academic, of course. Um... Well, I have found that uh, casting bright light on situations does tend to... Uh, he nods. Uh, at the end of the corridor, you see a huge metallic glowing metal door. Uh, metallic enchanted metal. A metallic metal door, sorry. Uh, 
Enchanted Rune stands before it, declaring the office of the Lord High Doctor Williams. Uh, Dr. John Knox. That's a very overqualified doctor. Yes, Dr. John knocks on the door, and a moment later it opens. He gives you a a small uh, nod and says, I'll see you later. Good luck. Thank you. So you uh, now have to try and chase down uh, Dr. Quacks. Uh, so you are currently in Herring's Cross Station, and he went down the uh, yellow line. Uh, so the yellow line, you know, is cut off uh, by the uh, Yeti's uh, uh, webs uh, some way down from Herring's Cross. So you're going to have to find another way down. Uh, which, yellow you line did, which yellow line did you go down? The one to Monster Green or the one to Leicester Square? Uh, the one to Leicester Square. In which case, we want to go down the purple line to Monsters Green. Or we could go to Queen's Pissed Off Station. <laughs> we could. Either of those two would be fine. I imagine there's less monsters at Queen's Pissed Off, but there might be a very pissed off queen. <laughs> and if she's got an axe, she might try chopping her heads off. <laughs> no, let's not do that. Okay. Uh, you head down the purple line. Uh, it's quite a long uh, and dusty trail. Uh, you see a couple of the um, old... Uh, trains that used to run on these lines and uh, uh, Perrin you notice that a lot of them are decorated with pictures of uh, Dragonborn uh, and uh, yeah that there's um, lettering uh, can um, Perrin read Draconic? Can yeah yes. uh, then you know that uh, it says uh, built in Draconia oh uh, interesting and uh, uh, do you want to investigate them at all while you're going down? yeah I'd love to uh, do we still have so in the previous season we had magic mirrors do we have an equivalent to the smartphone-esque magic mirrors? Yes, you do, but they're not going to work in the underground. But so would no the signal. camera function work? Ooh, uh, sure, yeah. Um, as well as investigating, I'd just like to snap a few pictures. Okay, uh, do you want to roll your investigation check? Yeah. We're not sightseeing at <laughs> this, this looks really cool. I've never seen anything like this. We're, supposed to, be chasing, we're supposed to be chasing the bad guy. Hmm. That doesn't mean I can't appreciate art. Uh, uh, so that wants to be a tourist, does that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so with 19, uh, yeah, you see that it's quite intricate and uh, you recognise a couple of bits of the architecture, like the, some of the... Um, uh, you know that books written by artificers have talked about, in theory, the idea of creating um, locomotives uh, and trains of some kind. And you know that it is powered by a sort of living soul-esque um, thing, a mechanism, uh, almost like a nimble right, but in the form of a train. And uh, as you come around to the front of the train, you indeed see a large face uh, has uh, is kind of attached to the front of it. Uh, and the, the face has its eyes closed. Um, but as you come around, its eyes open and uh, the mouth opens wide and it says, I am Lord Thomas of Engine Tank. Speak your wish and it will be granted. Ooh, any wish. We want to find the bad sure. evil duck. Ah... I mean, we want other things too, but but let's let's start there. Do, do we have limited wishes? Um, I. Uh, you didn't say. Maybe. You, you you didn't specify there was a limit. Therefore. Well, um, if you wish 
to find the evil duck, you must first find yourself. Yes, that That's sounds good. Really helpful, that is. I'm right here. Yeah. Well, per- um, Perrin's there, and I'm here. Um, and, and you're there. Can you must first tell me of yourselves? I'm a monk, and I eat things. Um, I'm Perrin, and I. I have a sacred spiritual bond with the Green Lord. That is good to know. Um, do you have any other wishes? What well, other than the duck? Um, yes. Please. Well, we, we've told you something about ourselves. What do you like? What do you do on the weekends? Oh, God. <laughs> oh um, I don't do much. I um, sit here on the rails and I wait for people to come and then I pretend to grant I, I mean I grant wishes and I try not to think about my friend Gordon who was bricked up in the tunnel <laughs> why do you bring up that traumatic repressed childhood memory <laughs> um, okay. can, can, I, can I jump back you, you, do you grant wishes or do you pretend to grant wishes because um. Sometimes I pretend I know what I'm doing, but that doesn't mean I know what I'm doing. I'm a very good engine. Now they say. I'm a very helpful engine. Okay. Can, can you help us find Dr. Quacks? I can help you find yourselves. Okay. Can you help us find Dr. Quacks? Um, n- n- not entirely. Um, but partially. We'll take partially. Give us an inch, we'll take a one. Somebody told me that if they give me an inch, I take a mile once, so I've just started doing that everywhere. Oh. I, I thought it was a compliment. If, if you, you look like it's not. Would, could you please tell me a story? I'm so terribly, terribly lonely. I've got a story for thee. Yes. Once upon a time, there was this um, dragon, and it lived in a coal <gasps> box. Oh. And I start walking off. Oh, no, no, please. I don't know what happened Please next. come back. Please, please, please. I'm so dreadfully lonely. Please, I, I can... Okay, oh, I think I've heard this one. So the dragon lived in a coal box inside a train engine in the valleys of Wales. It was called <laughs> either the engine. <laughs> please, please, I... I, I Tourist, I, if there's coming, come. Please, I can help. I, I can help. Oh. Do you want to come with us? Well, I can't move, you see. They took my engine. But, okay. but if you can find something that would make me go instead, I might be able to help. We could push you. I'm rather heavy, unfortunately. But, uh, I'm very strong. Th- those yeti, they, they, they have inside them, they have engines that might be compatible. If you hold could on, hold get on, hold on. one of them. Yetis have engines? Wait, do I have an engine? No, these yeti... Alpralad, do... do you have an engine? Like inside you, is, is did, did my biology? Agalas <laughs> just at the other end of the tunnel at this point. Um, well, um, listen, if you can bring uh, maybe like two or three of these yeti, if you can bring them down this tunnel to me, I'll, um, I'll be able to instruct you in how to um, build me uh, a propulsion system, and then I can take you anywhere on the underground. Just please don't leave me. I'm so alone. I'll need to go to get 
the engines, so I can't do both. Please promise to come back. I promise. I promise. Thank you. Mate, hey, you, you might like our friend Bessie. <laughs> oh, are, are they a, an engine train? They're, 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 they're like a engine, but for the sky. Well, I am. We're in the sky kingdom. See, you're very similar. Built in Draconia, proud, proud Draconia. What's it? What's it like there? Well, it's um, warm. There's a lot of empty space. A lot of train tracks. Oh, they're they're proud of their train tracks. And Good. there's um, there's the great city, the capital city. I wonder where it is at the moment. It moves. Oh yes. It walks. It's a wandering city. Wow. The wandering Much like capital. you, a mortal engine. I am a mortal engine, thank you. Uh, Dr. Pat sort of get, grabs you by the shoulders. Come on, my dear friend. Oh. We've got work to do. You can help this poor soul another time. Okay. I'll come back for you, Thomas, my new friend. Thank you, new best friend. New best? Oh, I've made a new best friend. <laughs> I've never had a best friend before. Uh, eventually, you come to a Monster Green Station. Uh, and yeah, uh, lad is sat on the platform, waving his legs backwards and forwards. Uh, hey, yes, uh, you see like paintings on the wall of giant green monsters, uh, but uh, there's uh, nobody here. It seems, uh, but you can sort of you you could hear like the echoes of Perrin's conversation, so you you could still hear what was going on, uh, uh, and you are joined again. Uh, and Doctor Patrick looks around and goes, "So where from here? Down the purple line again?" Ducky face went to Leicester's Square, so I guess that's where we need to go next. Yes, but we do need to be Which quiet. Tell tell that to Taurus there. That's not my name. It was a rather sweet conversation you had back there. You have a good heart, young Perrin. But we need to be careful. The Yeti hunt by sound. Uh, no sooner has he said this than down the other tunnels, uh, the the green and blue tunnels, you can hear some... Some heavy footfalls, and uh, Dr. Patrick grabs you both by the hand. Ah, now when I say run, you run. Run! And you all set off. Why, why would you waste your words like that? You enter the office of the Lord High Doctor. Qualified it, qualified. Yes! <laughs> Uh, it's a fancy, modern-looking office, a huge window giving sweeping views of the cloudy city below uh, and the endless sky above. A glass desk, along, almost as long as the room itself, sits uh, towards the back. You see an old man in a high-backed chair working on some paperwork. He looks up and puts a finger to his lips and then points above your heads. There are several dozen, dozen bats hanging there, asleep, occasionally twitching. Dr. Williams, you see, is sweating, his pen shaking in his hand. He pushes a piece of paper towards you and it says, Don't wake them up. What do you do? I know. Okay, on the piece of paper and push it back to him. <laughs> uh, Dr. Williams writes, Can't talk, they'll hear, must be careful. I point to where I wrote, Okay. <laughs> he nods uh, and then writes again thank you for coming but it may be too late I can't stop them nobody can stop them would you like to write what, what 
uh, he pulls out a new new piece of paper and uh, starts furiously writing Pfizer he'll he'll know he'll know and he'll hurt me he'll hurt everyone please help uh, he writes get rid of the bats and we can talk I point to where I wrote okay <laughs> so what do you do well, I'm racking my brains to think of a spell. Why don't we kill the bats? Are we prepared to kill the bats? I, I don't have very... Yeah, he's, he nods, yes. Okay. Uh, I've got a crossbow. <laughs> I'm wondering if I can pick off the bats with my crossbow. Okay, make an attack roll. Okay. Twelve. Uh, yeah, that hits. Uh, you, um, I will make you roll damage because the individual bats only have uh, a, a small amount of HP. Uh, you, you, it goes ping and uh, pins one of them, and it goes. Eh! Uh, but the rest of them, all of their eyes flick open, and Victrina, you feel all of their gazes fall on you, and you see their little noses snuffling. And then their mouths open, drooling. Yeah, I know. And... I smell kind of cheesy. Oh, <laughs> I really need to wash. You might have to run little... away and draw them after you. Dr. Williams uh, writes a note quickly and hands it to you. Uh, it says, uh, the new milk, they'll go for the new milk. Okay, so I'm the bite. <laughs> or throw, nice. throw your jacket out of the window. But then they'll go out the window. And yeah, then we can close the window. Okay, right, okay, they're not going to go and gossip because of what they think. <laughs> They'll be outside. Okay, right, I, it's a good idea. I take my jacket off and I roll it up to a ball and I snip it and it stinks. <laughs> uh, and I lob it out the window. Uh, make, uh, just make an attack roll with plus your strength. Or dex, I think it's dex to arranged. It'll be a pretty low DC though. Because you're just throwing it out of the window. With decks, yeah. Eleven. Okay, yeah, you toss it out the window. Um, it doesn't go very far, but uh, a good chunk of the bats go hurtling out of the window, uh, screeching uh, in hunger and desperation. And I cast light. Make it more light in Ooh. the room. Uh, cool, yeah, okay. You cast light and uh, the two remaining bats, I'll say, they, they just scream and fall to the ground. And I assume you close the window. Yes. And then stamp on the bats. <laughs> hey, are, they, are they dead? Should we just stamp them just to make sure? I think they were just stunned, but now you've stamped on them. <laughs> or, do, or does Penn go full Ozzy Osbourne? And... <laughs> Not full Ozzy Osbourne, but one of the tieflings. I don't think your mum would approve. Um, she might approve. Um, one, of, one of the necromancer's traits is... Um, uh, dark... Oh, sorry. Grim Harvest. Um, oh no, that's with a spell though. When I kill something with a spell, which I haven't done. Uh, you can make it like your own servant. Uh, well, I get some HP back. But, um, ah. That's with a spell. Unless you wanted to magic missile them. <laughs> I've only got two spell slots left. Ah. Isn't magic missile a. Oh no, it's not no, a cantrip, is it? It's a spell. Okay. Um, uh, as soon as the bats are dealt with, uh, Dr. Williams sort of leans back in his seat and goes, ah, Thank you, my dears. I, I cannot tell you how uh, stressful that has been. My rheumatism is back for things. Now, 
You're here to help, my child, I, I take it. Oh, yes. Yes. If we can. Hmm? Yes, well, uh, Pfizer. Yes, it could be difficult. Uh, many have tried to stop him, uh, but uh, don't you think I've tried? Hmm? Every day I see sick people turned away. I was condemned to destitution. I have to keep up the pretense. Unfortunately, the alternative is allowing more people to die. But Dr. Whitaker tells me that you rather helped the uh, far-off lands with that old uh, Dexon character. Um, hmm? we, we did kind of, yes. Um, we, we kind of killed him a bit. <laughs> tell me, tell me, what, what is the uh, medical system in uh, Darnoff like? Hmm? Well, it's kind of socialised medicine. Yes. So if you're sick, you go to a hospital and then they treat you and you get better and you don't have to sell your house or your children Would or you your blood. Would through taxes? Hmm. Hmm. So every, Quite ingenious. Everybody Quite pays, ingenious. And then if anybody gets sick, um, everybody's paid for them. So nobody has to suffer the cost of their own very expensive medical bills. Hmm. What, what do you make of our system here? Hmm? Um, I think it's, it's a little fair. barbaric. Yes, quite. It's uh, been a long time building. It, you know, it's uh, one thing after another. It didn't all happen at once, of course. Hmm? No. Oh, no. Even my, even piece my by mother piece. is against unnecessary suffering. Well, uh, to know that even demons from the deepest pits can be against this it's, uh, should be quite quite the uh, arrow in our quiver as it were <laughs> yes I think you just said your mother was a demon from the deep pit well she is <laughs> yes uh, no offence my child but uh, I fear one of the consequences of a lack of medical coverage is that people who are in pain will reach out to anyone and far too often it is the less and savoury people who reach back I suppose you've heard of the uh, rather uncouth characters who roam the Undercity. The doctors, <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, uh, you, my boy there with the horns, uh, could you grab, the, could you uh, uh, get hold of that file from that top shelf yes. over there? Ooh, there's a lot of files. Yes, you go to the shelf and you see a series of files labelled President Duxworth Dracul, President Nesting Nosferatu, President Fangs McBeak, President Eagletooth, and President Sirius McSquatch. Which file did you want, sir? Uh, well, uh, President uh, Sirius McSquawks, if you wouldn't mind. He's the uh, current current president. Okay. <laughs> Is he the man we met had dinner with? Yes, he would have been. Hmm. Ah, he was interesting. What did you make of him? Uh, yes. yes. There's something not quite right about him. I can't quite put my yes, finger on I it. I think there. he might be a vampire. What? A vampire? Are you sure? Well, well they drank blood well, and turned into bats and, and, you know, that kind of vampiric uh, thing that you would expect vampires to do. And you have so many bats here. Oh, I was rather, rather hoping it was uh, something a little more intricate and sinister than that. Vampires? It's a little, a little bit boring, really. <laughs> oh, well, well. They were very... Very stereotypical, I think. All this, you know, cloak swishing and children of the night, and you know, it was all a bit sad, really. They were, they were like goths. Yes. Well, hmm. uh, he uh, grabs the file off you. Thank you, my boy. Hmm. Now, you cannot face 
Mr. Faisal alone, not without knowing what you're up against. I assume you did extensive research into Mr. Dexon before you faced him. Hmm? I... Oh, yes, masses. Well, masses of research, yes. 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 Of course we did. There is somebody here in this very hospital who may have information that would be completely invaluable to you. The last president of Scothan before our current president, President Eagletooth. He was the one who brokered the first deal with Pfizer. Mm, yes, yes indeed. He's here in this hospital, in his own private suite, with his own personal doctors. Uh, do you know? And he flicks through the files. And says, can, you, can you pass me his file as well, my dear chap? Yes, of course. He looks over them and goes, Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. Well, would you look at that? And he turns the files to you, pe- uh, Pen. Uh, do you want to make an investigation check? That would be a 21. Yeah. Uh, they have very similar, um, uh, quote-unquote, ailments, uh, although the previous presidents are far more pronounced. Uh, and there's lots of diagnosis of lack of blood and needing more blood and desiring more blood. And uh, Dr. Lund says, I can't oh. believe I hadn't seen it before. <laughs> Are there any photographs of these people? Uh, well, no, not not that I know. There's, there's paintings, I think, but uh, yes, uh, the magic mirrors. Uh, Maybe yes. another matter. Yes, idea. Go, 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 child. Uh, be quick about it before th- more bats will be sent. I'm sure it's, uh, they'll take the news to the president, and then he takes it to Pfizer. But best uh, be off with you, and please stop buggering me, bothering me. So, you are running down the uh, purple tunnel. Uh, Yeti hot on your trail. What do you do to try and keep them back? Caltrops. Caltrops? Do you have caltrops? If only I have some caltrops. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) I would just like to send some eldritch blasts at them. Yeah. Uh, Do you need to roll for that or do I need to roll? I need to roll for that. Do it. I've got a natural 20. Ooh, yeah, you blast them. You blast a few. Da- I won't make you all damage. You're just slowing them down. Uh, oh. Yeah, you, you knock a couple of them into one another and they tumble like um, uh, like dominoes. Uh, and you see them sort of flapping their little arms and trying to get up. Uh, oh. And they're sort of rolling around. Uh, and Dr. Patrick says, Excellent shot, my dear. Excellent. Oh. Thank you. I'm very good at things. <laughs> uh, eventually, you come to uh, Leicester's Square. Uh, and you see, uh, again, more uh, beds with patients. And uh, you see Dr. Quacks going from one bed to the next, handing out little vials of water. Uh, and uh, as you um, get closer, uh, Dr. Patrick sort of uh, like motions for you to sort of kneel down in, in the shadows to hide. Uh, and he says, No, we need a plan. We can't let him get away. You two guard the exits. There's 11 exits. How are we going to guard all 11 exits? Ah, that's a good point. What do you think we should do? Why don't we just run up to him and knock him out? I could confuse him. I mean, firstly, I could just run up and yell quack at his face and confuse <laughs> him. But what I was going to say is I could cast Mind Sliver. Ah. Basically just mess with his brain, you know, in a nice way. I mean, not in a nice way, but... Well... Gentle psychic damage. I do that. 
Um, how close do I need to be? It's a 60 foot range? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, in which case, could you do me an intelligence save? Nine, ten, 11. Does not Oof. do the save. Okay, so it takes four points of psychic da- damage. Oof. And next time it needs to make a saving throw, it needs to roll a d4 and subtract that number. Ooh, excellent. Uh, he reels back from uh, his patient, uh, holding on to his head. And uh, one of the patients says, oh, Doctor, do you need some of your own medicine? <laughs> no, not quite. It seems there is somebody trying to break in and disrupt my business. Uh, he reaches into his pocket and is about to pull out a small mechanism. What do you do? I'm going to charge at him and try and knock him over. Okay, make an athletics check first. Athletics, I can do that. That would be a 22. Yeah, you do it, and uh, you knock him over. Uh, The little mechanism goes flying out of his hands and smashes, uh, letting out a high-pitched wailing noise. Uh, Can you all make constitution saving throws? And he's going to make one as well, but he's going to subtract a d4. Does it count as poison? Uh, No, it does not. Natural 20. Yeah, you're good. Uh, uh, uh you are knocked prone, uh, and you're going to take uh, just one point of psychic damage. Uh, this horrible noise goes screaming through the tunnel. Uh, Quacks uh, gets himself up off you and says, Just a routine drill, friends. For your own safety, could you evacuate up those stairs while I deal with the people here? Uh, people grumble and start heading up the stairs. Uh, but as they do, you see glowing eyes of more yeti coming up the tunnels towards you. Uh, the yeti lump, lumber closer, and people start screaming as they scramble to escape. Uh, but Quacks looks panicked. Says, no, not yet. Stay back. Stay yeti back. Keep coming. More and more of them. Agrolads, uh, one of them lowers a gun towards you. Make a dexterity saving throw. This time, seven. You are wrapped up in webs and uh, you fall to the ground and say ow or something. Get off. Uh, as you speak, the yeti tilts its head and looks at you. Uh, one of the other yeti sort of comes up behind it and sort of whacks it on the back of the head as if to sort of say wake up. And then they start fighting amongst themselves. Uh, in the confusion, Perrin, uh, what would you like to do? So the yetis are fighting among themselves? Yes. Are any of them down yet? Um, not quite yet, no. Okay. They're just kind of pushing like... each other and like, slapping each other's faces, and yeah, you know, it's not like serious, but they're kind of like and seem to be annoyed with one another. Fair. Um, there are people trying to escape, but they seem to be blocked off by the yeti. Oh, I see. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, can I somehow like use mage hand to nudge the yeti out of the way of the exit? Without putting myself yeah, in Yeah, sure. Um, just make like a, an arcana check, just to see how well you can control yourself. Or your magic, control your magic. Um, a ten. I think you, you managed to rescue one person. One person gets through, thanks to your one meddling. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that's all you need to do. Uh, Agrilad, as you are wriggling in these webs, can you make a strength saving throw? Strength, 18. Okay, you managed to uh, rip the webs off. But as you are trying to escape, uh, one of the yetis uh, lumbers towards you. uh, And just as it's about to get to you, uh, it is tripped up by another one of the yeti. And then this yeti's head falls off. And within, you see clockwork and machinery ticking away. The 
Yeti rolls over onto its back, and then the chest cavity opens up, and a old halfling tumbles out. He looks at you, Aquilad, slightly aghast, and then waves to the other Yeti. Beryl, stop! I keep telling you, it's him! It's our little pimple! The other Yeti opens up, revealing another halfling, old, grey and scarred. She leans forward, and with through a pair of spectacles, glares at you and says, Pimple? Is that really you? The Campaign Trail Referendum was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Perrin Bazonian, Stephen Poor as Pen Regante, Joanne Hall as Victrina Christie Grebe, and S. Naomi Scott as Aguilad. Diana Croft was the newsreader, Chris Walker Thompson was Dr. Patrick, Dominic G. Martin was Dr. Quax, Tim Trelaw was Dr. John, and Genevieve Savayan was Lisa Townsend. The theme music was produced and performed by Aim Phoenix. Additional music credits are in the episode description. You can support the campaign trail by going to patreon.com slash the campaign trail. We have special perks such as our exclusive Discord server, early access to episodes, and the chance to have your own D&D character appear in the show. You can follow the campaign trail at thecampaigntrail.co.uk, on Twitter at thecampaigncast, on facebook.com forward slash campaigncast, at soundcloud.com forward slash drawcorner, and wherever you find podcasts. So until next week, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure.